Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I have with me today, LaShawn Feltali, who is magnificent, as the title insinuates. And LaShawn, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you serve people. Well, thank you for having me today, Raya. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) so I am LaShawn Phelps Talley and I serve people through health and wellness. I am a promoter of health and wellness and I just work on getting people to feel good from the inside out. And everything that I give and do comes from a place of where it's a personal experience. Started with my husband, wanted to make him feel good. And I knew if I didn't take it with him, he was not going to do it. So that's where it grew. And that's where we've been this whole time. So five years later, here I stand. That's crazy. (laughs) No, I had been five years. Amazing. So LaShawn and I met in a group for healing in a group called High Performance Downline that works with Core Wound Healing. And we, it was a group session. So we actually walked through the Core Wound Healing process together, which was kind of interesting because we were strangers at the time, but we got to share this experience of just bearing our souls. And I was instantly drawn to her energy and her bling. Like, let's get real. <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about, you know, I wanted to highlight multi-level marketing because it is something that in different forms with different products and all over the world that touches so many people's lives. And I think you're doing it right. And I wanted to show leaders, especially in multi-level marketing, an example of something that could, you know, give them a different way of looking at it. So tell us about the company that you represent present what your status is in that company, what that means, and a little bit about your downline and what a downline, what is a downline? So people know if they are not familiar with that. So I represent a company called Lavelle and the product is called Thrive. And we basically just have a three-step system that works great done within the first 30 minutes of your day. So it's really simple and it actually works. So for us, as far as Promoting in a downline, I have a rank of a 40K. It doesn't mean anything other than I have showed my team and customers how to make themselves feel better. That's what that number represents to me. It's not about anything else. So as the downline comes, the downline is just people who I have either introduced to the product and decided they wanted to promote the product as well because they feel amazing and their family or whoever they shared it with feels amazing. So they wanted to do it as well. What normally happens is because we're an experienced lifestyle driven company that mainly once you have that experience of feeling really good, it's kind of hard to keep your mouth shut about it because you're like, whoa, it works. And so when you have your downline set up, a downline is like kind of a tree. So you have people who you have brought into the company because they started out as a customer and love their product. And that's how I prefer to have people come in because they have that experience of knowing and loving the product instead of somebody who wanted to jump in for a money aspect. That's kind of not my thing. So I like people who have had the product, love the product, and then they want to promote the product because it's coming from a natural good place in them. And it's not about money. It's about just making other people feel well. So the best part about our company in the downline situation is you can be at my level 
And somebody who just starts can pass me up because they have shared it with more people. That's all there is to it. So, which doesn't bother me at all because I want people to feel good. That's the main aspect behind it and not anything else. So yeah, the downline is just a group of people who we brought in who love the product. It's not anything more. I love it. It's kind of like we were saying, it's kind of like your genealogical tree, like all the different little connections of, you know, like how you connect to each other within this system that is Lavelle for you. So that is amazing. I like to tell people that I am an MLM lover. I am a fanatic. I am currently, for those who are watching on video, I will get real close. I am wearing Color Street. This would be any fin underneath of Shangri-La. For those who are listening on the podcast, any fin is a multicolored mermaid nail polish with Shangri-La is like bling bling diamonds. And that's what's happening on my fingernails right now. So Sean is wearing a bling hat. I am wearing bling nails. We are matching. We are aligning. It is awesome. I am what is known as a kit snatcher, which means that I like to sign up for MLMs to get their kits. I don't like to sell it. So if they offer like a really good deal for people who are going to sign up to, LaShawn is like just totally laughing at me, but it's true. It's true. Like if you're offering a really good deal for people who are going to sign up and sell it, and I like your product, I might in be interested in signing up, but then I'm not going to sell your product, but I might buy from you, you know, like, that's the thing is like, I love supporting my fellow ladies. Like if I love a product, there's another like health and wellness company that my cousin was selling for a little while. It's Kayani. I think you, you probably, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's, it's very small. But anyways, they have these little packets of like, acai and like vitamins and stuff. And I can't do normal supplements. And so like my cousin's like, oh, you have to try this. You have to try this. I was like, I don't want your snake oil. Okay. You can keep your snake oil. I don't want your snake oil. And then I tried it and I was like, God damn, your snake oil is awesome. I'm ordering more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's funny. Like some things really work. Some things really don't. It's okay. It's okay. But the pro not the problem, but the, the reality is, is that multi-level and network sales are everywhere and it's been around for decades and decades and decades. So like, let's just talk about it. Let's just see, because we're all connected to each other, even as a consumer or as you guys did not want to see me as a unique, whatever they call themselves. It was bad. I don't even wear makeup. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Like I rarely, like I'm only wearing makeup because I'm on video right now. Like <laughs> what was I thinking? Anyways, they make great makeup. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that I would, I'm a horrible representative because I don't wear makeup. I think part of what I was drawn to was the team that I was on had a very strong team and they had a very strong leader. And so I was kind of drawn to that energy of like the, the leader and the camaraderie that they had as a team. And so that's what I've seen because the, so what the listeners should know is that when I was in the group session with LaShawn, the majority of the people in that group, and there was a large group of us, but the majority of the people in that group were LaShawn's team. 
So I got to see LaShawn with her team and like we would have breakout rooms and then we would have little sessions and LaShawn would be throwing her shit here, throwing her shit there, calling people out, like encouraging people here, encouraging people there. And I just loved it. Like, I just was like, this is a team. Like afterwards, Monique um, Gaffney, I was just like, that's a team. And she's like, yep. She's like, guess who the leader is? And I'm like, LaShawn. So it was so cool. I just like, I loved that about you. And I was like, I have to have you on the podcast because I want to talk about this. So let's talk about your downline. So your downline, how many people are in your downline? Do you know how many people are in your downline? Off the top of my head? No, but there's a lot. So at least 30 that are active right now. Okay. Okay. There's over 135 that peek their heads in here and there and do whatever. Right. Because that's the thing with, with multi-level marketing, you can do it a little bit or a lot, like whatever, like for you, for example, LaShawn, you started when you were starting this, you had a nine to five and you were doing this on the side for the majority of it. It's only been recently that you've been able to retire the nine to five and be able to do this full time. And so that's the beauty of the flexibility of this type of, you know, business. So what I heard a little birdie, little tiny little birdie (laughs) who may or may not be fabulous with a mohawk told me that you do things a little differently with those who are active in your downline to help them throughout their day. And so tell me, I know you had shared with me, there was a little bit like a theme that's somewhat special to your team in your downline of that many of the women share. And then tell me a little bit about what you do on a regular basis to keep them encouraged and hyped and wanting to help others and connected to each other and to you. Some of the main things that we do, I have encouraged my team to join a 5.30 a.m. business call. And I said, if you want to show up, you go up, right? So the main thing is get your butt up at 5.30 a.m. and get on this call and learn. And it's for small businesses. It's not just for, you know, MLM. It's for all small businesses. So we are learning different tasks and things about social media, business planning, motivational mindsets, things like that. So we engage in that call every morning, Monday through Friday. If they Whoa. miss call, yeah. five days a week, five days a week. If and they people miss, show up. Yes. Girl. <laughs> we may not be looking like this, but we show up. And so I love that person who runs this call, it's East coast for them, but it's West coast for us. So we get up. And then if somebody's not on the call in our group chat, we're like, why aren't you up? Why are you missing the call? What are you doing? That's like our thing. And so like, I have an alarm emoji that goes off left and right in the chat. Oh, that's and amazing. They're not on the call. They're like, Oh my gosh, what do I miss? What did I miss? I'm all, Oh, it's called FOMO. You should have had your butt up and got on the call. Mm -hmm. So if they don't get on the call, they miss out. So, and then we have somebody who loves to put the information in the chat and I go, Oh no, you will not do that. If they want that information, they can go back to that same video and watch it. I said, this is how you learn. Everybody's not meant to give you the answer. So with us, we, that's our huge accountability Monday through Friday. After that call ends, whoever wants to partake in our devotional, we read a devotional in the morning. I love it's that. Just a daily devotional that we all enjoy. All of us. I love do. that. I love and that. 
it hits everybody a little differently for what's going on in their life. And then we talk about it. So about an hour in the morning, every day, Monday through Friday is what we do. That's amazing. Yeah. What a way to start the day too. Like, I mean, even just in communion and in community, like that's the, like the beautiful thing is like, you're starting the day being loved on, Yeah, you know, like, and feeling like you've already done something productive before 7am. Yep. So like, okay. You can go back to bed now. Cause you already did your work for the day. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> But a lot of us don't. We get up and we go to work. So we were getting up and going to work afterwards. I know I was. And, you know, so it's just, you have that bit of freshness. But with me, I didn't have the best of, you know, team up top to really support because of the difference in like geographical. They were, you know, three and a half hours away. Some of them are on the East Coast, you know. And so, I just have this thing where I want to have my team together. I don't care how big my team gets. I want to touch every last one of them. Yes. If you are new to our team, you are going to meet me. Yes. I don't care. You're going to have access to me. If I can't get to you, then you're going to go to your direct. That's how I feel. We want everybody to be touched. My thing was, I was told you are not moving forward because you're holding back. Well, I was holding back for the fact that I didn't want to leave somebody behind. Yeah. And so that and that's is- okay. Like that's the beauty of being a business owner. And even in this aspect, you know, I know that you're like, what do they say? You're in business, uh, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is you get to do it your way. You know what I mean? This reminds me. So my team, as you know, is like all in the Philippines. And so, and it just so happens that two of my employees are sisters. One is actually the direct report of the other, but she doesn't report to her. She directly reports to me because we try to keep it not weird and they don't live together. So it's not like, you know, they don't like interact at all, but she did send her the newer one sent her big sister, who's my ops manager, she sent her a text. She's like, is Raya for real? Like, because like, who is that like caring and happy? Like, I don't know, like how, like she's asking me like how I'm doing and like, is there anything she can do to help me? And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. You know what I mean? And she's like, she makes her a damn good boss. Okay. She's her sister was like, I know it's weird but you'll get used to it. <laughs> She's like, I've been working for, I've been working for her for a year and a half. I know, I know it's okay, honey. It's going to be fine. You'll get used to it, you know? And some of that's like a cultural thing. Cause they're not yeah. used to like having emotional relationship mixed with business necessarily mm-hmm. in that aspect, but that's, I can't do it any other way. Like legitimately I try, and this is a good like accountability for me because I was doing really good job of doing, I have a a weekly Slack channel Mm -hmm. and I was doing like a state of the union every week where I would like shout people out and say like, this is what's happening in the business. We had X number of like sales calls this week. We got a new client or, you know, whatever. And like, thanks to so-and-so for a good podcast or, you know, whatever it might be. But I have like kind of allowed that to go to the wayside. So this is good accountability for me. 
But I do do a good job of on a semi-daily basis, touching base with each one of my employees and saying like, hey, you know, how are things going? Like, what do you need? This is the task that we're working on. You know, do you need any tools? Do you need, you know, like, what can I do to lift you up? Because I always tell people, you are not a short-term investment for me. Like, I'm here for the long haul for you. So like, I will do literally whatever it takes. Like I will go into debt to make sure that you are lifted up. You know what I mean? Like I will do what it takes to lift you up because it only lifts me up, not financially, but But as a person, as a person, I'm feeding into somebody else. I'm lifting somebody else up. You know, of course the company benefits, you know what I mean? As a whole, if somebody's more educated and happier and all those things are like, but those are like side effects that are awesome. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not the, it's not the purpose. The purpose is like, how is that person doing, you know? And for me, so I know what it felt like to have a crappy boss situation. I've had it almost my whole career, just about, except for in two jobs, right? So people join multi-level marketing so that they can feel good. They're a part of a community. It's not a corporate America boss treating you like crap. You're just a number. And I don't want anybody coming into my organization as just a number or just pawning somebody off on somebody else. I don't want that. When you come into my zone, you become a family member. So you're going to get treated like a family member too. So whether you like it or not, I'll kick your ass. I'll tell you when you're doing something wrong. I will not sugarcoat it for you. Yep, both the good and the bad, yep. I know what that feels like. And so I get why she's probably like, oh, is she for real? Because I had that too. And I had one great boss and that was it. Well, two great bosses. That was it. And the whole time I've worked my whole life since I've been working since I was 15. And to me, it makes a difference. People don't want to be a part of corporate America because of the garbage that they have to suck down and swallow. And somebody's being awful to you, including your boss. And you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh. And you get somebody who's completely different. And you're like, okay, so why would I go back to that? Like, it makes no sense. But, you know, I enjoy both sides of it. Just as long as I can teach somebody about being better, feeling better, then Mm -hmm. I'm in a good place. Yeah, I love that. Warm you up in the morning, then that's what I'm going to do because it warms me up in the morning. I love that. There's another theme with your team that you shared with me that I thought is important to mention too. And that is around recovery, which, and so there's like zero secret. And I promise to like not Raya rant about the fact that I'm a core wound feeling core wound healing fanatic, but I just healed my 10th wound and it was around mental illness. And which is another topic that people don't want to talk about, but it's like, um, there'll be future episodes actually coming up where we're going to talk about mental illness in the workplace and in business and how that affects people all over the world. But you have this heart for people in recovery and have built your team around a supportive environment for women in recovery or and men, but you know, people in recovery. Tell me about that. Well, it happened actually from one of my downline, Justin. I knew Justin when Justin was a kid, basically, to me. He was a kid to me. And 
I did not think he would be this huge person in recovery and doing everything that he's done. And with his job in recovery and me having a little personal tie to recovery with some of the things that have happened in my family, it was easy. I've always kind of been around somebody, a friend, a family member who's been in recovery. So it was easy for me to share this with them because let's be honest, if you're going to be addicted to be addicted to something that's healthy for your body. Right. So in our that, because I got a text message this morning from a girlfriend that I paid for her to do the core wound healing course last, last round. And she was like, what have you done to me? <laughs> She's like, I am addicted to core wound healing. That's me. So that's the thing is if you're going to be addicted to something, be addicted to something that's beautiful and wonderful and life-giving. Yeah, for sure. So that's what we ended up doing. And then he started talking about it at work. People were liking it. There's a lot of people that were dependent on other things to get them going and to have them be active in the morning. And it wasn't necessarily healthy. So he started bringing more and more people to me who were a part of that. And it just felt normal. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. Oh my gosh, I didn't know what to do. It's now, and I'm in a universe around that, like my whole, even somebody who I talk to every day, who we both know, Carrie, like I, you know, I talk to people all the time about anything and everything. And so it's just like, it's not anything different for me. I just look at it as another way to help. So if I can help and extend my hand to anybody in any shape or form that has struggled or battled in anything, then I'm your girl, I guess, because I love that for me, it's, I've had struggles with other things. Yeah. Not with anything like that. Right. Specifically, but with other issues, you know, so I get it. I get when it feels like where somebody feels like you're picking on them because they have this addiction, right? right? And that addiction does not define them. Nope. That addiction does not make them a worse person than anybody else walking down the street. Mm-hmm. If I can guide them to something that's healthier mentally, physically, I'm going to do it because I, I think everybody needs that. And we just need to stop for a minute and people need to understand that. And well, that's and why I we love the healing. That you do that both from the product and like, and how you have customers that are taking products that are helping them with that. But you, that, that mindset takes you through how you lead these people in your team and something that really stood out to me. So Jeff Lilly is or was the president of the union gospel mission in Seattle, which if for those who don't know is a humongous, organization that um, helps homeless, helps homeless who are going through recovery. And I was at a church service many, many years ago and he came and he spoke and something that he said, I will never forget these words, never, ever forget these words. He said, homelessness is not a housing problem. It is a relationship problem. And he said, it means that they have burned the bridge of every single person in their life that they literally have nowhere to go. And that is typically not always, but a lot of times tied to addiction. And so what is beautiful that you're doing is these people who have done this work to go into recovery and be in recovery and live a sober lifestyle, you're adding value 
and you're supporting their ability to stay sober by adding in that flavor of relationship. You know what I mean? And so I myself have a sibling who is a recovering addict who I am so proud of. We had just you know, like the last several years have been so healing for us, but there was a good portion of my adult life where I just cut her out of my life because she wasn't her. Yeah. And that's how I see it is like, literally I see it as there was her on the inside of a shell of her. That was her addiction. Correct. And in the beginning, when she was first got sober, I was very slow to engage with her. I was probably one of the last people in our family because I had issues with kids and my kids and, and all that and a lot of trust issues there. And I said to her, I said, you know, you, you and your addiction kidnapped my sister and you died for me. So I don't want to grieve you again. So I need to see that you're serious about this recovery But what has happened is through the relationship that we've had and this connection and like, this is going to sound really hokey. I'm just going to throw this shit out there. I don't even give a shit. Okay. (laughs) Last Christmas, I had just got into Color Street. Okay. Like I had just been in like introduced to it and I was obsessed and I wanted everyone to be obsessed with me. And I did everyone's, every female that came to our house I did their nails and like, and I sat down with my sister and I did her nails and give like, keep in mind that we've been talking for like several years, but like, it's a little weird, you know, cause we're rebuilding this relationship. And she sent me a text message that night saying a little something, but then like later she sent me either a Facebook message or a text message. And she says, I'm never going to forget that moment of like the intimacy of just like sitting there and having you do my nails, like such a normal sister thing to do that you just sat there and you did my nails. And she's like, of course she signed up to be a color street stylist right away. (laughs) But no, just like the, like the normalcy of it, you know what I mean? The relationship, the intimacy of it, like just having somebody treat you like a person and like breathe life onto you. And so this 5.30, I think all y'all's are just crazy, but because I'm not a morning person, but like, I was like, well, maybe I could do that like once a week. And then you're like every day. And I was like, every day, what? (laughs) That's crazy. But what struck me was that you are breathing life into their day. You're breathing life into their lives. You're breathing life into their sobriety. You're breathing life and love into them as a human being. And like, whether or not you like, I know you and I know you're just being obedient to what you're called to do, but like, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, think about the fact that it, like, it's probably, I would guess, having a massive effect. But, like, wouldn't it be awesome if it just had, like, a massive effect on one person? You know, like, that's worth it. That's worth getting up at 530 in the morning and rolling out of bed with alarm clock, alarm clock, alarm clock. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it might be, it's like, do it different. You know what I mean? Like, whether that be in multi-level marketing, whether that be in a traditional small business, medium business, large business, like, do it different. But it's around relationship. You don't have, you don't have to be religious or, or like, host a meditation retreat. Just 
infuse relationship into how you onboard people and how you, you know, continue with having people on your team. I mean, I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but like, I mean, I'm just seeing and observing what you're doing. And I just think it's amazing. I just think that, you know, that story about them, her doing my nails, that just cracks me up because that just came to me. And I was like, that's just too fucking funny. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's around color street, but, (laughs) but it's true. Like it is, that's the bottom line is like, it is like the, the essence is one of our core needs, this connection to each other. Right. This relationship with each other that we need that. And it I think we can shy away from it in business because we don't want to cross the line between personal and professional. And I say fuck that shit. Let's cross Amen. the line. Amen. Let's rip that tape. Let's Amen. cross the line. Right. Because I think it's I think that's always been an issue. I think that's been an issue. It's an issue with corporate, it's an issue with MLM. Like people feel like, oh, you're friends with your team. Yeah, aren't you? That's weird to me. That's weird to me. I want to know if my friend who is on my team, yes, she's on my team, but she's hurting. She went home sick today. Why? What happened? Is she okay? Does she have somebody to take care of her daughter? Is somebody there to bring food to her husband? You know, that, but that's the way I was raised. So how do you shut that off? You have to shut it off at nine to five. I'm not going to shut it off in my business. That makes no sense to me. I'm not going to shut off what feels natural to me for me to not care about somebody. If they don't post for a day, I'm texting them. Are you okay? Is everything all right? It's that's another way that I track my team. If you, if I don't see your hand in the morning with your product in your hand in your story, something's wrong. Are you okay? Did you not go to work today? Are you feeling all right? You know, it's also became my way to check up on them. You know, there are people on my team who they don't like the early morning. I get it. I'm fine with it. But if I don't see them posting, liking or commenting or something, I know something's wrong. And for me, I want to reach out to that person and say, hey, are you okay? Is anything wrong with your family? Is there something wrong with your girls? Is there something wrong with your husband? To me, that's real. I know what it feels like to have somebody who's supposed to be your friend and not care. Yeah. That's the bad thing. That's the bad side. And it makes you feel like you were duped. It makes you feel like you were lied to get into an organization. And I don't want that with anybody on my team. I don't want that. If I tell you, Hey, I care about you. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I want to know what's going on with your daughter. Did she get in a car accident? What? You know what I mean? That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I, uh, I'm sorry for anybody to say you can't be friends with everybody in your organization. I call bullshit. You can find something to connect you with the, with like anyone really. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like, you have to actively not want to connect with somebody. There's really something like, I mean, maybe they like the Pokemon theme song. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what it is, but there's something. It's a wound that they haven't healed, girl. That's That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, LaShawn, there's always two questions that I ask people when they're on my podcast questions. (laughs) The first question that I would ask you is, 
If there's an MLM leader that's listening or even a leader of any company, like really it does not have to be network marketing. If there's somebody who's leading a team, what would you tell them? What would you want them to take away from this episode about leading in magnificence, like really doing it right? Like really, you know, digging into being a leader and what that means. What would you want them to know and to take away from this episode? If they could only remember one thing, what would that be? We are all human and we all want human interaction. Whether people say it or not, you'd be shocked how many people have said, you really care? Yeah. She does, people. <laughs> understand. Not everybody is a Barbie standing there looking cute and looking pretty. And yeah, I'm the best MLM leader and I'm cute and I'm this and I'm that. No, I'm here to change it up. Mm-hmm. I'm here to totally change it up. Yep. I'm not cookie cutter. As you can see, I do have a foul mouth, but I do love Jesus. And I love that. I love, have you ever heard of um, Angela Johnson? <laughs> The comedian. Okay, so she has this joke. I'm not going to do it justice, but I have to try. But she talks about how she, her, so her husband is a Christian rapper. Yeah. She's like, I'm a Christian and I'm a comedian, but I'm not a Christian comedian. And she talks about how she doesn't make Christian jokes and how her Christian friends are like, oh, you're so edgy. And her non Christian friends are like, oh, you're so conservative. And she's like, I just do me. Yeah. I just do me. And she goes, so. I, she's like, I love Jesus, but if you are right here in my face and if our eyelashes are braided together, I will cut you. And then, right? she, goes, and then she goes, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I love that joke. I love her so much. Like, Dear Lord, please let Angela Johnson come to Seattle in 2020 and not have a pandemic so I can see her in live because that was like that kind of humor will get me going forever because I also am like reshaping my own spirituality because I'm a fan of the F word. I swear like a sailor. And I thought that that was like not like you couldn't be a spiritual person and like also love swearing, but I'm finding that's not actually true. So Yes, it's definitely not true. If I stub my toe, an F-bomb may fly. So that's, that's it doesn't change my heart. It doesn't change how I love God. So that's right. Okay, so the last question of the session. Question of the session. It's my jingle. Okay, so this does not have to have anything to do with our podcast, but... For LaShawn in your life, and it could be something that your grandma told you, that your dog like transmitted to you, that you read, that you saw on TV, that your friend told you, whatever it might be. But what's the best piece of advice or wisdom that you've been given that you carry with you um, that you'd like to share? Have you seen the help? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my goodness. Now I'm in trouble with LaShawn, everyone. Okay, I will report back. I will watch it today and I will report back. So one of my favorite, favorite quotes in there that she says at the very end of the movie and she's telling Albie, her friend, how uh, this little girl and her mama just was mean to her, right? And she was so mean to her. And the thing that I could not shake was how mean she was to her daughter because her daughter was fat Mm. and her daughter did not look like everybody else. Yeah. And the thing that is so heart wrenching to me is 
I know what that feels like. Yeah, me too. So you're, you as kind, you as smart, and you as important. Oh, okay. I love that. I'm like getting teary eyed. No joke. Those three little sentences that she tells that little chubby girl at the very end, and she's so stinking cute, and you just want to grab her face and to see how her mom does not give her daughter a chance. And she tells her, you give your daughter a chance because you was kind, you was smart, and you was important. Mm, Those are three very things that have always seemed to come up. And my husband loves that movie. There are parts in that movie that I utterly disturbs me, but that little bit at the end, and of course you had two pieces. So when you watch that movie, you were going to call me and you're going to be cracking up because you're going to say, and you had two pieces. (laughs) (laughs) When you watch it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, LaShawn, it's the best thing ever. But I'm telling you. Okay, I promise I will report back. I will. Those three little sentences are so magical and so truthful. And I think more women and men, because there are a lot of men who don't feel that they are important either. Yeah. And to me, I want everybody to feel important. I love that. I love that. I got in trouble one time because I was trying to fit in with a group of girls who obviously weren't the group of girls that I should have been trying to fit in with. And I said, doesn't matter. That little girl over there is nothing. My dad grabbed me up so quick. And he says, you will never say that again. Right. I learned a hard lesson in junior high. Yeah. And guess what? If you have a good foundation of parents like I do, no joke, or even somebody in your life who has touched you in some way, shape or form, that person will get you turning in a complete 180 about what you just said about somebody else. Right. I'm just so happy that girl did not hear me. You could have done some real damage without even trying. 100%. And that would have been another wound that I would have to write about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, LaShawn, thank you so much for being with me here today. I'm so excited for this to air and for the message to get out and for people to start thinking about the different ways that they can touch other people's lives. Like I said, this is something, this is one vehicle that LaShawn is touching people's lives through is through Lavelle and her products and her team. And she's helping women with the sobriety and she's helped me look at myself And I've gained a new friend and I adore you. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this podcast and the show. And if anyone wants to connect with LaShawn about just, first of all, just connect with her because she's fucking awesome. Second of all, (laughs) if you're interested in hearing more about the products that she serves serves with, you can definitely hit her up. We will put all of her contact information in the show notes come on over to the high performance downline group. And that's a group that's on Facebook where LaShawn and I hang out a lot. It's intended for MLM leaders. You could be a, you could be a cheater like me. You could be an MLM cheater. I'm a leader though. So I like to hang out there and I'm also an MLM fan. You just get no MLM haters. No, none of that. It's a healed space. It's for people who want to do things differently. So yeah, you can find us over there too. 